this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. I have Larry Long Jr. with me, and we have about so much energy that this may like come out just to everybody a little bit over the top, but it's us. We're not apologizing for it, and this is the energy that we love to give, so I'm just excited. How about you? Oh, I'm super pumped. I'm uh, happy to be here with you, Emily. I brought the gold mic. We'll see if I can give some mic drop moments about what I'm not sorry for. Amen to that one. Uh, And I am just pumped because the more I get to know you, your heart is really what is so beautiful about you is how much you care for people and how much you actually you give like you truly care for people. And it shows in your work and it shows in your mission and and just the, the more that I get to know you, I get to see it in action. And that's what I think is beautiful. And for the people that do not know who you are, um, could you just give them a little glimpse of who Larry Long Jr. is? Yeah, Larry Long Jr. My current role uh, is a father. It's a husband. Uh, personally, I've got two ki- kids, uh, beautiful children, Larry Long III, Trey, and Lil Lucia. Uh, beautiful wife, just been blessed. Professionally, I'm a sales leader as well as I'm launching a motivation, inspiration, sales, uh, speaking business, speaking, coaching, and training. And I'm just on a mission to impact uh, 1,020 individuals' lives for the positive in 2021. That's how we win in 2021. Amen to that. And I think it's so important too that And it's not this fluffy of just focusing on the positive, but it's more to that. It's living it out and understanding that we're going to have some days that are not as good as others, but continually going towards the mission and doing something about it. So that's why I'm so grateful for you to be doing this work because it's not easy. It really is not easy as people might think at times. You're you're absolutely right, but that's why we're here. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe that God's plan for me on this earth is to impact others' lives for the positive because Mm -hmm. we're having an impact on other people, whether we know it or not. And we Mm -hmm. can either impact them for the positive or we can impact them for the not positive, which is negative. And and no one wants to do that Mm -hmm. intentionally, I hope. But essentially, what are you doing in order to have that positive impact? That's what I focus on each and every day. And I think that's beautiful on how we can segue to to what you're not sorry for. So, Larry Long Jr. shows called Unapologetically Bold. What are you no longer apologizing for? I'm not sorry for smiling in a tornado. And funny story, I think I was five years old. We lived in Grand Island, Nebraska. And essentially, they had tornadoes. My parents showed me the uh, newspaper clippings of seven tornadoes touching down. And we lived in an apartment. And essentially, everyone had to go down to the basement. And as a young kid, you don't know what's going on. Everyone else is fearful for their life. They're like, oh, no, we're going to die. 
five-year-old kid. I'm running around smiling, wanting to play with people. And essentially, my mom said, calm down, little Larry, calm down. I don't know if you can tell. I don't know how to calm down. So essentially, I'm laughing, I'm smiling, I'm running around, jumping on people. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry about smiling in a tornado. And the way that my life has gone, it's been the adventure, somewhat of a misadventure in a tornado throughout my life. I'm not sorry for smiling all the way through it all. And that's the beauty of it, too, is that whenever you get in the middle of storms, like you get to be that shining light. You get to be that beacon of hope and S in, in, in a lot of the ways that I see. Um, and, and it does. Now that it makes me remember some of my times, I didn't even think about this, but we had to go to the basement and it's like, oh, everybody's going together. It's going to be like a party. And, it, and like I had a few of my family members are what I call warriors. And they just worry and worry and worry. And I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. We get to make a memory. Um, but it, it is true. It, it's the different perspect of perspectives that people sometimes will have. So I'd love for you to go in and dive more into that. Like, how have you seen it work out from age five to now? And maybe some stories along the way. Yeah. So it's all about perspective. Uh, Henry mm -hmm. said it best. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And we all go through this four letter word called life. There's ups and there's downs. We're going through a pandemic. We've had political protests. We've had racial injustices. Those are all tough things. But essentially, if you can't smile and if you can't in, be intentional with mm -hmm. having a, a, a spirit of happiness, a, a spirit of gratefulness, and I have a gratefulness journal, journal that I fill out. It's just one sentence every day of what I'm fortunate for, I'm thankful for, I'm grateful for. That's really what it's all about. So I played baseball in college. And in baseball, if you strike out, if you're a 70% failure, you're mm -hmm. going to the Hall of Fame. That's your 300 hitter. You're a success. <laughs> yep. Life throws us curveballs, which I had trouble hitting the curveball. Life is always throwing us curveballs. And we have a choice on how do we want to receive it? And most importantly, how do we want to react to those curveballs? Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't strike out in life, I got, I got, I got news for you. You're not living it to the fullest. You're gonna have strikeouts. Now, I don't encourage you to go out there and want to strike out, but essentially, I accept that there's going to be strikeouts on this on this journey. Last year, we were all. I mean, we're we're a year into uh, working from home, learning from home. It's been an adjustment. And essentially how you receive it, how you react to it, you control that. You can control the controllables. And I've got an acronym. I'll tell you real quick. I normally call it E, but I'm, I'm here in North Carolina. I'm going to call it T, sweet T. You can control how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. You can control your emotions. And the A is you can control your actions and your attitude. And every day, just like anyone else, I wake up, I can turn on the news and I can be in a bad mood. Instead, I go to Google, I go to YouTube, I look up Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, I get in the word, listen to some gospel music, and now I've got a smile on my face. Through the chaos, through the storm, through the turbulence, we're going to keep on going and we're going to do it. Smile! <laughs> hey, we ended that, and I think it's so important, too, of what feeds your mind will feed your soul, which will feed your outlook. That's right. Um, That's right. You, are, you are what you eat. And I guess that would make you a fried chicken, but more <laughs> along the lines of you are what you consume in terms of books. What are you reading? What are you watching on TV? 
Who are you surrounding yourself with? I can guarantee you a smile is contagious. Uh, yep, some of your viewers right now, they're smiling. They're like, good, goodly muggly. They're about to break the internet over there. And the beauty of it too is actually our body is designed to do that. It's called mirroring neurons. It, our bodies are literally designed to see a smile and we are, actually want to smile from it. And that's the beauty of it in that our smiles are actually contagious. That's right. That's right. And, so so you got to put your mask on, keep your droplets mm -hmm. to yourself, but we got to share the smiles. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important too, that there's different ways like, like this, like how you can bring your, your passion. That's what somebody always tells, talks to me about how I have energy and passion for it. But I'm like, but how do you not? Like, how do you not have energy and passion for the things that you do and you love? Like, but also they may not be walking out or know what they love truly. But I think whenever you hit that and whenever you get that, how much it impacts your life and you can smile in a tornado, you can smile in whatever storm does not mean that there's not suck going around, but you can still be true because you know you, you know who you are. So I think that's really important thing to touch on next is how did you learn who you were? Were there people in your life that like built you up or was it just something that you just have been since a young age? Like what? How about for yourself? Yeah, I've, I've really been blessed. It, for me, it started in, in the home. And my father grew up in Baltimore City, projects, only one from his family to graduate high school. So he had a, a tough run, but he was blessed with mentors and coaches that he, he was a track guy. He ran track at University of Maryland. He was a little dude. His nickname was uh, Shorty Long. And I'm, I'm five foot nine and three quarters. I round up to six, but my mom... <laughs> always smiling. She's a social butterfly. My dad, a little bit more serious, but just from observing and watching, mm -hmm. uh, that's really where I learned. Now he said, mm -hmm. this is what you got to do. And this is how you need to act. But really I picked up on his mannerisms, his actions. There's a saying, your, your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. So mm -hmm. I've really been blessed and fortunate to be surrounded by just a, a great family, my sister, my friends, my my coaches, my teachers uh, that have really helped to empower me, inspire me. And it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows or unicorns. As my seven-year-old daughter says, there's been some examples of what not to do, what I don't want to be, uh, a me monster or a grumple puss. If you're a negative Nancy, negative Nelly, ain't nobody got time for that. Amen to that one. And I think it's important too is to understanding that the sphere of influence. That's right. And the people that you around and the, and the impact. I didn't understand that until I was really diving into the science of it. And even more so that it has more impact in my opinion. And then some of the research also backs it up. than you eating right and exercising. Like that is, that is just crazy to understand that the people that you're around, the people that you surround yourself with, I always it's a bad joke, but if you're around non-broke people, you're about to be the 10th one, like who you are around. And that's the reason why I think it's so important, specifically whenever you're going through hard times to have your center unit, the people that know you. And it's not. And, and this is a one misconception I think that I would love to talk to you about is that positive people do not give constructive feedback that we only come with a rah, rah, good job. Hi, I love you. You're awesome. Yes, we do that lot, a lot, probably naturally. But like even for my team, there are times where I, I be, I'm honest with them and, and talk about constructive criticism. So I think that is something I would love to dive in with you a bit about how motivational people actually are the ones that show the action too. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't agree that positive people don't provide uh, critical feedback, constructive feedback, uh, because we all have opportunity areas for improvement. Mm -hmm. So it's my responsibility to encourage you. But I think there's a thing called tough love to mm -hmm. also share with you and break it down and keep it real when you're not doing things the right way. But the way I go about doing that might be different. I'm not going to get all stern and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to give it to you with love and I'm going to show you an example and I'm going to ask you, do you understand to make sure that the message is coming through in a supportive way? Because a lot of times people don't get inspired when you get on them. Oh, you, 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 you're terrible. No, you're great but you can be even greater. And here goes how. Hey, let me take your hand and let me guide you because you're going down this way. You're zigging when you should be zagging. Mm -hmm. And essentially, I've been able to see that example with both my mother. My father was a little bit gruffer. He passed away five and a half years ago. He definitely got his point across uh, in, in his voice, in his serious voice. But uh, I knew that he did it because he loved me. Mm -hmm. I tried to take an approach of, a little bit calmer, even though I'm hyped, but really it's it's a gift. Anytime you can give feedback, that's an honest gift to help someone elevate their game. And that's so important too, in the aspect of when you surround, again, when you surround yourself with people, it's not the rah-rah cheerleader exactly. You need the encourager that will be honest with you and show that love. And, and I think that that is something that I think is just one of those major misconceptions that I just want to bust um, so big because you're right there. There's also this like other thought process that it has to be this direct, angry. This is how it needs to be. I'm telling you, I'm talking down to you. But if I'm in the middle of a tornado, <laughs> I want some beacon of hope, but I want it to be honest. I want to be it to be question and curiosity with it. So, so true. what are some things that you would invite people who are in the middle of a tornado right now on how to just smile for a moment? What would you invite them to, to possibly? Yeah, you, you have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. And first you have to realize the situation is the situation. Um, I've been through plenty of storms. I had a failed business. That was uh, my baby. I failed at professional baseball. I tried out for the Dodgers and the Red Sox. And you know what? You've got to accept it. This is my situation. But you know what? How I react to it, that's under my control. So I would encourage you, number one, accept the situation. Number two, document. I'm a big fan of writing things down. Number three, get yourself a personal board of directors. You only need two to three people. You can have the encourager. You can have the keep it real. We all have brothers and sisters that keep it real. We need that in our life. That's not going to just glad hand us. They're going to say, hey, I got to keep it real, Emily. You got to step mm -hmm. your game. You got to, I'm going to shake you up. You got to figure this thing out and get out of that rut. From there, you've got to execute and you've got to find that belief in your heart. You got to find that belief in your mind. And that will allow you to really say it. And really start to believe it and start to be it. When I was younger, my mom used to, we, we used to say our prayer. And then she used to make me stand up and say 10 times every night, I am somebody. When you say that 365 days, I am somebody, you start to believe right here that you mm -hmm. are somebody. 
and that belief turns into actions. You start to you you start to have have that great posture, and you start to believe I am somebody. I don't know if I was really somebody, but my mom had me believing that I am somebody, and then it's kind of like a snowball effect. So if you're going through it, I'm gonna pray for you. You can make it through, but you don't have to do it alone. Find that support group that's there to encourage you as well as to help you make those adjustments to get it right. I love every bit of that. And I love the part of having people around, having people that can focus, people that can help mentor you through it. Because I don't know anybody that has been successful in life that has not either had a mentor or coach or somebody, like you said, your board of directors. And how that has been such a far-fetched idea. So I guess my next question is, how can we make that more popularized? Like, how can we get people really believing this? Because I have my team, you have your team, but it's like this unkept secret. Yeah, the best way is to really just show it. When, when you show it, people start to notice. They're like, wow, something's a little bit different in his life. And people are curious. But also... I like to be curious when you ask questions and Tony Robbins, he says it best. The most successful people ask the best questions. Therefore, they get the best answers. So I'm curious, Emily, tell me, why are you the way that you are? And then mm -hmm. if I and listen, I can learn so much. So many times we want to talk. We want to grab the mic. No, drop the mic and put your listening ears on and really listen to understand versus listening to respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. Um, Jane Ansed Grant, she will be on one of these episodes coming up. And she uh, one time in one of her trainings I was listening to. And she didn't say it this way, but this is how I interpreted it. She goes, anytime you interrupt somebody, basically just think you're slapping them in the face. And that is something that I have tried to take to myself and also teach to my kids. Um, because it's not easy. It seriously is, especially, I'm going to say, especially with people like with our passion, it's like, Oh, I have a good question. I have a good question. I want to ask. I want to, I want to do. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like, grab the mic. Oh, Oh, please. Is it my turn yet? Um, and that's the thing it is, it is a struggle, but it, it is something that I think everybody needs to focus on is that asking the correct question. So do you have prompts? Cause me, I have like my bank of questions or I have my bank of prompts that I always like kind of have in my, my mind that I think are great questions that can flow. How do you have something like that that you work on or work around? In, in different scenarios. So I used to drive Uber and Lyft. And essentially one of my go-to questions is, where are you heading? What do you do? And when you ask, what do you do? People got stories. I tell you, everyone's got a story. On the professional side, I'm a sales leader. So my question is, number one, how are you doing? You, how are you doing? Forget about work. How are you doing? Your mind, your body, your soul, your family, your friends, your situation. The final question I always ask is, how can I help? Mm -hmm. Those four words right there, how can I help, are so powerful. And if you really mean it, people can, they can feel whether you mean it or not. They can, they can smell BS from a mile away. <laughs> That's such a great question if you really mean it, because people want to know that you support them. And that's the best way to show it is by listening and then by, if they need help, taking action. I think that's a very important part that, unfortunately, in a lot of work that I do, I have a lot of people that want feedback. They want or they'll do feedback assessments. 
and I have a rule two weeks. You have two weeks to get feedback, then we got to do something with it. Like even if you're coming in and transitioning into a new role or I was actually talking with um, one of my buddies who's a mental health or um, he's the mental performance for one of the sports teams. And in the conversation, it's like the first two weeks, like we we chat about how the importance of don't just come in and say, hey, here's this mental health tip da, 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 and throwing it at them. Get to know your people, but you got to do something with it. And so many people don't. So. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Because that's one that drives me bonkers. That's so tough, Emily, because we know, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not immune from this. I know, and my doctor has told me, you got to cut down on the fried foods. But every Sunday, I'm in North Carolina. You ask me what time it is on Sunday, it's bow time. <laughs> fried chicken and biscuits, which that just, I know, I know better, but doing it, it takes discipline. It takes sacrifice because that fried chicken and biscuits, mm, so tasty. You're making me hungry just thinking about it. It's the same thing in life situations. It's easier said than done. But mm -hmm. that's when you have that support group. And my wife is like, what time is it again, Larry? Okay, it's no time for bow time. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> she keeps me She keeps me in check. But sometimes, oh, it's just irresistible. I got to go and get Bojangles. But it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to have the discipline. It's tough to stay focused on the end goal. It's a lot easier to say it instead of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think the getting back to that, I'm not sorry for smiling in a tornado. That is, that's actually a discipline. That is a discipline to be able to, like you have to practice. And I guess that's another question I want to go into is how big discipline plays in. You can't just walk into a tornado and think that you're going to be perfect. Like you've had to practice this beforehand or you had to have people speak life into you beforehand and you have to know. So I love your input on that. Yeah. So some people call it role play. I call it confidence building. When you've been through situations, there's a saying, either you win or you learn. And believe you me, I've had a ton of learnings. But I take notes and I remember so that the next time it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, I don't know too many people that hopped on a bike and just knew how to how to ride it instantly. You learn, you skin your knees and you said, uh oh, I don't like that. I'm going to make make sure next time I get that balance worked out. It's the same thing when you go through the trials and tribulations of life, when you go through those tornadoes of hearkening back to the last time you were going through those challenges and what worked to help you get through it. For me, it's music. You know, when I come up on the Zoom, mm -hmm. I always have a little theme song playing. Music, it puts a smile on my face. It's looking at my kids and understanding that that's my why, keeping that core in terms of what is my purpose? Why am I here? Why am I even alive? And every moment that I'm alive, it's an opportunity. And it's really about that perspective. It's that sphere that you look at things that this is an excellent opportunity to impact someone else. When you're going through a storm, I'll give you one tip. Help someone else out. Mm -hmm. it, it'll make all your troubles wash away. Help someone else out and see how you feel. That's so powerful and so true. Um, I recently have been going through a little chaos and storm with, with my family Daughter had kidney stones. Husband got in the ER. It's like back to back. And then January, all of January, I had COVID. So it was like back to back to back. But there was this opportunity where I got to uh, assist a group uh, in a group of ladies. And it just for me, 
it was like, this is what my soul needed. I can't control my storm right now. It's, it's, it's in its chaos. There's all I can do is control what I can give back. And I can through this time, I know what my gifts are. And I think that's the other thing is knowing you and knowing what, what you can do and understanding that and growing and cultivating that and learning. So I am so grateful for you, Larry. Like this has been such an amazing conversation. So two part final question. First part. People are apologizing for smiling in a tornado. Maybe it, they're apologizing because they're showing positivity when everybody else is down. <laughs> like COVID, you know, it's like, oh, there's that positive person again, you know. Like, what would you say to them? I would encourage you to keep it up. You're having an impact and it might not seem like it. It's easy for people to hate. But I just got a message today from a gentleman in the UK, in London, who I didn't know that I impacted his life. This was probably seven years ago. He said, Larry, I met you when I came over to the States. And then when you came over to London and he said, you didn't even realize this. I was on a journey to lose weight. And I always remember what you said to your team. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. As I was going through those workouts, I kept saying, don't stop. Get it. Get it. So just know know in your heart that you're having an impact mm. on others because they're watching and they might be looking at you kind of gruff, like, Oh, how dare you be positive and say that 2020 was your best year when we went through a pandemic. 2020 was my best year. And I'm here in 2021 and I'm ready to one in 2021. So I just encourage you keep going. Amen to that one. Oh, I feel like we should have like a, a sermon going here. Uh, Cause I, you're preaching, you're preaching to the choir. Cause I think that is so important for people to understand like a lot of people maybe never mind it's my podcast i know my people that are listening um y'all get this y'all understand this take it take this this piece of knowledge and go and run with it because it's truth it is so true that no matter what you're going through what you are experiencing you have whatever you need with inside of you and just just do with it get like you said don't stop get it get it because it is so powerful because you may not know seven years from now, somebody will email you or LinkedIn you or whatever message you and say, Hey, this impacted. So I guess the final part of that two part question is people love hearing what you're talking about. How can they reach out to you? The best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr. I got a smile for a mile. You'll be like, yep, he's got the face for radio. That's that cat. Or I'm on YouTube as well. Larry Long Jr. Would love to connect would love to help. Please do not hesitate. So many times that ego gets in front of us and says, ah, I don't want to put them out. I don't want to bother them. Please bother me. I would <laughs> love the opportunity to help you in any which way that I can. Don't hesitate. Just let me know. Larry Long Jr. Uh, I love it. And I think that uh, I want to go on another sidebar. That's important because I actually had somebody say the other day, oh, I've been wanting to talk with her. I'm like, reach out. I'm a human. And that's what I love about you. He is not, it's a smile for a mile. It's always fun. And it's always a belly laugh. Reach out. If, if this touched you in any way, um, cause Larry, he's gonna make you laugh and you're going to probably dance and it's going to be a great time no matter what. So thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for all that listened and that will listen in later. Y'all have an amazing and blessed day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.